Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. And we are live. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Did I scare you, Jay? A little bit. A little high energy. I haven't been this high energy all, all friggin' morning. It's that coffee. That coffee and that donuts. In. I had the double donut. shot thing. Did you see? Yeah, yeah I did. I'm not a coffee drinker either. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. You're going to be bouncing off the walls by the I have notes. some hooked on them. It's okay. Oh, a fun coffee story. Me and Nick don't drink coffee. But when we go down to Arkansas... So we fish with those people from like 11 to midnight-ish, like yeah. when we go home, and we get up at like 5, and they blew like motor, they brew motor oil coffee, and then we sit there and drink it. What's motor oil coffee? Oh, it looks like motor oil. Okay, it's so black. thick. Yeah, black and thick. It's thick. I mean, the color is one thing, but uh, it, the, the, consistency. The, the consistency is like, and then you just sit there, and God bless Tom's wife. I don't know if he'll ever listen to this. He may. Uh, his wife's name's Pee Wee. And she's like, you gotta give them boys milk in their coffee. They can't all drink that. Like, you can't. He's like, oh, they're fine. I'm like, milk. Yeah, and please. Then, and she's like, and then dumps like freaking half a gallon of milk in exactly, each cup yeah. to make it look like normal coffee. It's not the only way I can drink it. But yeah. If it tastes like milk or Oreos, it's good. Oh, yeah. I love my creamer. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with the, like, the basic, not like super flavored or super sweet coffee. I don't gotcha. But like, I don't, I can drink coffee with just cream and sugar, like normal cream and sugar. I don't need the, the flavored yeah, creams. Yeah, and... the crazy stuff. But yeah. I, but I don't know. I'm not too of a sweet person, like a super sweet, like when it's just like sugary, I don't care for it. I don't know. Coffee's supposed to be a little bitter. Yeah. Huh. All right. So to start this week, we have some front of house stuff. What are you laughing? We were way off topic immediately. Immediately, two minutes into the podcast, haven't touched one paranormal or cryptid topic. All right. So, um, it's not a hundred percent yet, but I think we got T-shirts figured out. 
uh, our first run. Uh, so we'll post them on the Facebook page for sale and stuff like that. So watch that. Uh, we're going to have them at events for sale. But I think we got them figured out. Me and Jay are going to go this weekend to approve the test prints to make sure they, the art comes out okay. Exciting. There's nothing going to be on the back of them. It's just going to be the art. Uh, Sorry, the axolotl is like flipping weird. No. Oh. Um, what was I saying? T-shirts. Oh, T-shirts. <laughs> um, so our first prints are going to be of Harry, our Bigfoot art. Uh, what else? What was the first three? Sinkhole Sam. Sinkhole Sam. Um, the, the, uh, manta ray, right? Oh, and the Ohio, uh, the Ohio River manta ray. Yes. Uh, then that'll be our first set of prints that we're going to do. And then later on we'll add in the Frogman, and Jay's getting one more piece of artwork done. And that'll be our, our core five for a while. Um, again, if you guys haven't seen the Frogman artwork, it is, it is the best. Uh, what's, what's his... Fiverr name again. PHL Designs. PHL Designs. He does book covers too. He does a lot of work. For for 30 bucks, you will not find better artwork done. Fast. Uh, he is a member. He's an active member on the Facebook page. He talk, He comments on all the stuff. He's He helps out. Uh, go buy his stuff. Even if you don't need it, like for a podcast or something, he does other art. You can get stuff done. I know Jay's got some stuff done from for yeah. just uh like personal things. Yeah, personal things. Yeah. He I love it. Yeah. I think as far as I know, he's our only Swedish listener. Uh so yeah, big shout out to him again. Great work as always. Fast and efficient. Yep. Um so we have some big news we're not gonna spoil yet. I'm just gonna kinda hint around it a little bit. Uh, we're going to be give, oh, so we're going to have like three or four really big giveaways this summer. Oh, that's right. Um, they're sponsored giveaways, but we're still hammering out some details. So I'm not going to spoil anything else out of that little zone, but so be on the lookout for that. We not quite sure on the rules. The people we're getting a lot of stuff donated to us to do these giveaways for certain reasons. So we got to talk with these people that are giving us the stuff of how, they would like to see it done and stuff like that. You know, everybody's been really nice about everything, so it's not mm-hmm. something I'm worried about. I just want to make sure that we all have fun with it. You know, that's what it's for. Um, and it involves picking up a new show. So I have a list, and I'll just tell you the date, and I won't tell you anything else besides that right now. But this is all of our uh, all of our shows we got signed up for this year. Sorry. Emily, what month is that? That is March. But why are we are we there for a month? Oh, <laughs> maybe it's April. It's supposed to be April. Sorry, my wife Emily <laughs> isn't here. I don't know if she's talked yet or not. But uh, so April twenty eighth through May first will be in Salt Fork. Uh, I think the conference is just that. Is the conference Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday? Saturday Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. So we'll be there the whole conference and some extra. We're gonna go bigfooting at night. We're gonna hang out with people. We already got some people we're lined up to meet and kind of, we're going to try to arm muscle some interviews in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we can do it, especially with us going early and stuff. And we already know a couple people. Uh, my whole ploy is going to be like, tell you what, we'll take you out to dinner and will you give us a 30 minute interview after? Well, don't give away the secret sauce yet. 
Dinner and drinks. Uh, okay. And the sexy Bigfoot picture. Ooh, okay, I'm sold. Uh, I want to interview. July 30th will be the Michigan Bigfoot Conference. That's just a day event. Uh, we'll probably be there Friday night, Saturday night kind of deal. It's a late conference, so we'll definitely be there Saturday night, because I think that's one of the ones that go to like 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Um, September 10th is Bigfoot and Bruce. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's another all day late into the evening conference. That'll be another one. We'll probably just be there for probably Saturday night, maybe Friday night. That's also, me and Emily are 4-H advisors. That's the Hardin County Fair. So that's a really busy week for me and Emily specifically. But we're we're going to be there, obviously. We've already paid for the table and everything like that. It just, whether we're going to be there for Friday and Saturday or just stay Saturday night. Because it's at a brewery, so I don't think any of us are driving home. Probably not. No. Uh, Probably shouldn't be, at least. We're not. I, that's not my lifestyle. Uh, September 24th is the new conference we picked up. And we will announce this in its own episode. We're going to do a whole thing about it. But just just know we there is something planned for September 24th. And September 30th through October 2nd is the uh, Hocking Hills Bigfoot Conference. Um, we have not paid for that one yet, but we are still signed up for it. They haven't released the stuff till May, I think is what the lady said, mm-hmm. which makes sense. It's, it's a long way to yeah, wait still. Yeah, I mean, just easier. You don't want to do stuff way out in advance, and it's harder to keep stuff straight. And then November 19th to 20th is Crypticon. We will be at Crypticon no matter what. Whether we are... Vendors or not is up in the air because they have a little bit more of an application process and it's very popular and it's hard to get in. Mm-hmm. And so we'll throw our hat in the ring and, you know, we're going to try to be vendors, obviously. Uh, if we don't, we will still be there. Um, all these conferences, we're planning on doing some kind of giveaway at them, including if we, even if we're not vendors at, Crypto, or at uh, Crypticon. We'll still do a t-shirt giveaway or something. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a... I'll give... I think maybe we'll do like a code word thing. And if you find us and tell us the code word, I'll give you a t-shirt or something. <laughs> something like that. Break, something that, fun. That's breaking news. Yeah. I don't know. It's That's seven, eight months away. Right, yeah. See if I remember that then. Yeah, exactly. Somebody will come up and say, Mothman. Yeah, or like, Taco. I'll be like, okay. Yeah. I guess there is a Mothman over there. Good. Here's your t-shirt. Here's your t-shirt. All right. So, oh, we have broken 2,000 downloads uh, by a lot, actually, by now, uh, since last episode and this episode. Uh, we're almost at 2,200. Uh, it's kind of a big deal for us. A lot of these, a lot of smaller podcasts struggle to break the 2,000 mark in, like, their first year. So it's mm, three, four months, three months in roughly with the way we started. So, uh, thank you. So yeah, thank everybody. We couldn't do this without you guys. It's really, uh, we're getting a lot of support just from listens. Uh, we got some people on Facebook that are kind of active and I think soon we're going to try to get the Facebook page a little more active, especially doing all these giveaways and stuff. That's just the easiest way. Yeah. We do have a Twitter now and we do have a TikTok, I guess. The Tiki Talk. Um, I'll put them on the Facebook page of how to find them and stuff like that. I'm an old man, basically. Same. Uh, but we'll do a TikTok today after this episode. I'm the tech savvy one. Jay will grab something off the shelf and he'll do a little TikTok about it. Oh, boy. 
And everybody doesn't know in the podcast studio, I have a shelf of just about everything cryptid. Oh, you could do the Rocky Mountain Rainbow Chicken. Oh, okay. I'll do this uh, mating dance. There you go. <laughs> the long-legged rainbow chicken. Um, I think that's pretty much it for this front of house stuff. That was a long front of house. That was 10 minutes. That was the longest front of house we ever had. But yeah, we had a we lot. We talked about coffee. And the yeah. coffee. Yeah, that was the first two minutes. So what are we going to talk about today? Moon, The Moonville Tunnel, or Moonville as a whole, Moonville, Ohio. Um, but yeah, so it's a ghost location. Uh, so this is our first uh, dive into the paranormal more more paranormal side of stuff. We've really done cryptid in more biological based aspects of the cryptids. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be our first dive into uh, a fully paranormal subject. Um, but yeah, you looking forward on the map? Mm-hmm. I have a big map of Ohio behind me, and it's I'm just, I sit in front of it. It should be. Uh... Is it on there? Yeah, it's on here. Well, where? I can't remember where I'm finding Moonville was. Well, you gotta find Logan and then you go down. Well, it's southeastern Ohio ish, right? Hawking. Uh, Conkles Hollow, that's where we went looking for Bigfoot the one time. That's true, from episode one of our podcast. Moonville. And there's Moonville. Right there by Zaleski. Okay. Found it. Yeah, right behind my head is where it was. There it is. We need to start putting tacks on. Yeah. Um,. So we're going to get into the whole kind of the story behind how Moonville, the city, or the town, I don't think it would ever be called a city, uh, was founded. All the ghosts and stuff, uh, some false legends with it. Because um, me and Emily lived there for, right but down the road from it for about, well, I lived there for about two years, Emily lived there for about... No, I was there two years, you were there a year. Okay, something like that. I was there over a year, but anyways... Don't argue. Because you were there from fall of 17 to spring of 18. No. I was there fall of 18, or 17, to fall of 18. That's a year. No, you graduated in May. You only did two semesters. Don't argue. <laughs> I did more than two semesters. I did four. No. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways. Because I could graduate in a year. See, this is why women in radio, I tell you that. I'm going to smack you. Um, <laughs> but now where are you, maybe? So, uh, located, it's located on Hope slash Moonville Road, MacArthur, Ohio, 45651. Uh, so basically, it's a road, if you type in Moonville to your GPS, you will drive on this road, and it turns into a stone road. Don't worry, there is tons of people go to this thing. Uh, I've I've been to Moonville a lot. Never been by myself, like by I mean Solo. our groups by ourselves. Right. Oh, because gotcha. there's always somebody else there. No, yeah. All night, all night. It don't matter if you go there because we've been there at midnight and stuff like that. There's always somebody else there, so that's kind of nice. Uh, I don't like the paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't believe in it. It's actually quite the opposite. I believe in a lot of this stuff. And I don't want nothing to follow me home. Yeah, you don't want to deal with it. So, I'm going to give a disclaimer. Whether you believe in ghosts, demons, or whatever. uh, If you go to some of these spots, make sure before you leave, you say, okay, you have to stay here. You can't come home with us. You uh, 
you got to say something like that. that you have to have a hard line of being like, okay, you know, this is the end of the interaction. You're not allowed to go with us. So just please, just just do it. Right. Whether you believe in it or not, you know, if you're going to go to this stuff and m- maybe mess with things, you just be safe. Like, uh, me and Emily went to a flea market this weekend, and there was this little kid, this, this, I say kid, he's a guy, this little skinny guy, buying this ancient-looking Ouija board. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he was all excited about it, and he's like, big old gauges and stuff, like, you know, and it's, I'm like, you don't even understand what you're holding. Yeah, what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, so, yeah, what's our basic thoughts, uh? We have stuff to talk about. We, we've all we've all been to Moonville, so that's kind of cool. You know, this is yeah. the first thing we've all experienced yeah. it in one way or another. Yeah, it's it's a cool. It, I will before we really dive into like the history and the ghost and stuff like that. I will say, I don't suggest anybody go to a lot of these paranormal places. This is one I think you can go. You know, it's a fun hike. There's a hiking trails there. If you're in, it's in Hocking. Uh, it's in Zaleski Forest, specifically, which is a little forest next to Hawking. They, they touch, uh, Hawking State Forest. It's kind of a fun thing to do, as long as you're respectful about it. And that's what I would say, just, you know, with any historical site, you should be respectful. You know, don't be yanking rocks off the, the side of the wall or nothing yeah. like that, because there are huh. people that do that. And they do take pride in keeping the Moonville access clean. Uh, it's really close to the parking lot, so if you have younger kids, you know, it's not... A, a walk at all really i mean it's all pretty much flat and that's hard to do in hawking right i'll true. tell you that right now it's hard to find a flat walking path it is, it is a long dirt road to get back there or so drive road. yes but then when you actually get to the parking lot it's yeah you're pretty much you you're pretty much parked you'd see the tunnel from the parking lot yeah um but yeah so before we dive into history i'm gonna tell i know i guess i'll wait till the after history the the fake story that was kind of passed around the college yeah 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 um so I'm just going to go into like the basic history of Moonville. Or do you guys have any comments before we get into it? Oh, no, I want to hear the story. Like, okay. Yeah, let's go. The Moonville Tunnel is in Zaleski State Forest, which we already talked about. Uh, it is one of very few remnants of the ghost town known as Moonville. And when we say ghost town, we don't mean a haunted place. We mean just an abandoned place. Right. Uh, I, I see that a lot used on some pages, and I think it can mean both things. It can mean a really haunted place or it can mean an abandoned. Right. When we talk about this one, it, the Moonville itself is just abandoned. Abandoned. Like an old, old town out west. It yeah. was town. Uh, in 1856, Samuel Coe gave the Marietta and Cincinnati Railroad uh, permission to construct a, a railroad line across his property. Coe hoped that the line would um, then provide him an easy means to ship coal and clave on his property. The railroad first accepted the offer for two reasons. Cole offered it the land for free so that he allowed free access to the land. Keep in mind, he was getting, in his brain, he was getting something else off of it, too. Right. Uh, the second, Cole's land would provide the better route to the, uh, for the track from Marietta to Cincinnati. So, at, you know, it was a win-win for both the, the railroad company and Cole. I think that's how you say his name. C-O-E. Yeah, Cole. Yeah, that's what I would say. I I heard one person pronounce it Cole. Like they forgot the L. Yeah. Hmm. And I don't, I don't know. I just have Co. Let's go with Co. Um, 
I think that's probably my worst thing is names. <laughs> You're probably names and uh, places. Places. Oh my gosh, Bosco stick. Share <laughs> Bosco. Bosco sticks are good. Um, okay. <laughs> I hate they are. The community uh-huh. of Moonville soon sprang up on Cole's land around the railroad. Uh, Moonville uh, was mainly housed miners and a few railroad workers. The town was approximately 100 residents at its peak in the 1800s. Yet the community declined, especially during the early 1900s as coal mining started closing. Uh, the last family abandoned Moonville in 1947. Today, only an old schoolhouse foundation, the train tunnel, and the community cemetery remains. Hmm. So, that's the basic story. What's your thoughts? Oh, the train tunnel is the main attraction now. Yeah, I mean, that's really... I, when we were there, I didn't see the foundation or anything. It's back further. Oh, that, so you have to, like... trail, and it's kind of dead. It's, it's, you got to yeah. go find it. I was going to say, like, the only thing, like, remnants you can even see left walking up is the tunnel and a telephone pole that was still there. And yeah, the telephone pole is new. Newer, yeah, yeah. okay. Not, I'm not... New as it... Yeah, yeah. It's new as in it was not a part of Moonville. Gotcha. Uh, they have they have events back there. Okay. So they have to run power to it. It's just one of the few signs that there's actually something going on yeah. out there, other than the tunnel, because it's just a tunnel in the middle of the forest. Like it's a, it's a gorgeous tunnel during the is. day. Very. And it's very haunting at night. If it wasn't, I that one disappointing thing for me, not to get off topic, too off topic, too quick, is the the inside of the tunnel is covering graffiti and stuff. Yeah, I I always felt bad too. Yeah. It's a nice structure. The masonry work. It's unbelievable. Yeah, good, good comment. The masonry work is extraordinary. It is. Because people don't realize that there's not, like, concrete holding those upper rocks. Mm-hmm. It's how they were put there is mm-hmm. holding the rocks together. Yeah. And it, the graffiti is bad, and they do clean it very regularly. Yeah. Uh, That's but, crazy that they do, because it's covered. But it's so easy access. Yeah, and there's no one out there to watch it. I mean, yeah, there's people walking through constantly, and graffiti artists are often fast. Mm-hmm. They often have tags, and that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, At least I think. I don't know. But yeah, I agree. Uh, the, the structure itself, if you take all the ghost stuff away that we're going to talk about here in a minute, it's a cool thing to go see. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's huge. It is crazy big. Mm-hmm. And it's built to the side of a hill. Uh, in just the early, eight, or not early, late 1800s construction and stuff like that. I always get blown away by what we did with the railroads horrible good you know whatever you want to take from it the amount of effort people put into building these things and how this is over a hundred years later and it has a little bit of damage but nothing major no nothing yeah it's still standing yeah exactly yeah and what have we what have we built they'll still be here you know over a hundred years and still looking it's still functional. They yeah. let people. I mean, there's people walking it, walking the top of the thing. No warning signs, nothing. Because yeah. you don't need it. It's fine. I mean, if you fall off the top of it, I mean, it's like you well, fall off the top of a building. Yeah. It's not their fault. Exactly. You yeah. climbed up to the edge and then. No warnings of like collapsing or no. nothing like that. And I don't think they've ever had an issue. Mm-hmm. I've never heard anything with like falling rocks or nothing, unless somebody pushes them. I there was somebody got in trouble for knocking the top stones off. Yeah. Uh, but that was literally somebody pushing them off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it is truly a uh, feat of construction. It's cool just to go to. I You don't like to go stuff, go during the day. It's a neat thing to do. It's fast. It's easy. Hawking is amazing for all of its... not uh, t- I guess tourism stuff, but it's not super tourism. 
That was Jay dropping his hand. <laughs> yeah, trying to be super quiet. And... That was that was the fun. That was pretty. That was fun. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> what did I say before the podcast? No can tapping. Nah, I know. And what'd you do? I just I tapped, did it. Tapped a can. Well, yeah. you said no phone tapping, and then you said no foot tapping. Oh, you... foot tapping. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Now it's can tapping. Uh, no tapping. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's a cool structure. I know we could, we're really talking about this a while, but it's it's just neat to see. Uh, and I really suggest if you're in the area and you don't like paranormal, like I don't care for the paranormal, mm-hmm. like to go out and experience yes, paranormal. I will not go to the Mansfield the same time. Yeah, you cannot make me. Yeah, I won't do it. Yes, I'll go into the Athens. Um, the same time either. Yeah, because I believe that there is. I don't know if there's spirits or demons. There's something there, mm-hmm. and I don't want no part of them. Yeah, Moonville. Is it, it? We'll talk about the creepiness and stuff about the ghosts and stuff. But during the day, there's a horse trail. There's uh, there's always people. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it is. Racton Creek runs right uh, through the park. Yep, right before uh, right before the tunnel. Yeah. And Racton Creek's a really really amazing watershed. Like we've talked about multiple times. I'm a fish guy. I was a fishery biologist for a while. Uh, Racton Creek. Uh, the my big bowfin on the wall at the house came from Raccoon Creek. Oh, nice! Uh, almost state record bowfin came out of there. Almost. Man, I wouldn't. I I still feel bad to this day for killing her, for because I thought she was a state record. And there's no cell phone signal, so if you go down there, there's nothing. Yeah. You have no lick of signal. All right. It's the love of the hills. Mm-hmm. Any other comments about the history? Oh, I guess I'll tell one story. Sorry, were you going to say something? No, you're good. You're good. Uh, so this talks about the gradual die-off of the city, of the okay. town. Um, due to coal mining, uh, not uh, not coal mining as in mines collapsed, the coal mining industry collapsing on itself in that part of Appalachia. Appalachia was hardworking. It's always been hardworking people. Mm-hmm. And coal mines are no exception. It's probably... The, on the planet, probably the top three hardest jobs you can do is be a coal miner. In the Appalachians? Yeah. And smokies? Just coal miner anywhere. Anywhere yeah. you have to go underground like that. Because they had to have air pumps and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's crazy to think about the amount of infrastructure it took. Just to go underground and dig some coal mm-hmm. up. Yeah. So, the gradual collapse of the coal mining infrastructure of the economy killed Appalachia. Appalachia is very poor in money, but very strong in spirit. I love Appalachia because the people there, are, most of the time some of the nicest people you're going to find, they're a little shy to new people coming in and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But uh, this part of Ohio is no exception. Uh, when the coal infrastructure started going away in the U.S., it just, money dried up. Most of these people moved away. But when we were in college, there was a story that was passed along a lot that it was kind of a mass disappearance. And that was another thing that added to the Moonville hysteria is that 100, 115 people disappeared one, one winter. Like yeah. Roanoke. Yeah, like the Roanoke Island. Uh, and that they had to send a train out to go look to see if and there was like food on plates and stuff like that. Like everybody just disappeared like that. Um, I, when we were researching this, I could not find that story anywhere. Yeah. But that is a story that's told in the area. I don't know where it got started. I don't know if it, there's any factuality to it. As far as I can find in our research, 
There was no factuality to that story. Is that just something you heard while living yeah. down there? Yeah, they talked about it a lot. I mean, yeah. everybody, it, it was, that was the, the Moonville, about. yeah, that was the Moonville Tunnel story. Doesn't it make you wonder why it's not on that line really at all? Because I think it's fake. Yeah, I guess. I think it's just some story, I mean, everybody makes up stories, that, yeah. like, for entertainment purposes, not not for malicious intent right, to right. make up a story for entertainment. Just a campfire story, yeah. basically. And because it's something creepy that's right in your backyard, you know, mm-hmm. you have all kinds of stories with it. I think this was one that, for some reason, the locals really latched onto that didn't maybe not know the whole story. Yeah. And I, it's one that we got told. I mean, we got told it several times, and that's when we went out. I think there is a plaque somewhere, maybe on campus, that kind of tells a little bit about it with that story. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of... It could just be that. It's the story the town used to tell campus people. Yeah, yeah. Kind of... Which I could see that, freak too. Freak out, which... Coming from a town, a college, small town, college town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this college is only three buildings big. Right, it's not big, but I know we have, like, our local legends will tell people. So. That, you know, college kids that come through town. Off, super off topic. Yeah. Because I have one of those. We used to tell, when I'd go up drinking at, at when it was still Little Max. Yeah. We would tell college kids that there was a farmer that would sacrifice a kid a year and somebody went so far this wasn't me because this is a little dark for me to a kid that disappeared from campus and said that was one of the kids oh man they made it, it real freaked out yeah uh, a couple of the kids that this guy was talking to i don't know if they like it was weird but that story got spread but we used to spread that story a lot that there was a farmer that would take a college kid to sacrifice for the crops because it's believable like <laughs> it's believable but the college kids in Ada freaking suck most of them I'll tell you that well not most of them we don't a very lose. select a very select few we don't lose any viewers here I'm just kidding I don't think we'll lose a viewer but a very select few have been very horrible to people in this town a lot of them are nice when my grandma was alive uh, they did a, a volunteer thing every year to come do her garden for her and mm-hmm. stuff like that did a lot of them are freaking garbage oh but that's life in general yeah but Owen is a very rich school, and I think that has to do with the numbers For of sure. people that are not nice to be around. Yes, uh, that, not not the small town folk we're yeah. used to. We freaking live in Ada, Ohio. Everybody knows everybody. Most of the time, everything's really smooth. I know a lot of fights at the bar are always normally with a townie and a college kid. <laughs> For the most part, I mean, yeah. that's really how it normally goes, yeah. is a townie and a college kid, because the the college kid says something disrespectful to the townie, and the townie just had enough of it. Yeah, small town America life. All right. Getting a little slice. All right, well, we're going to take a break before we dive into the ghost and the, of Moonville. Yes. We'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, nobody will ever know how long these breaks actually are for us. I only knew what went on. Yeah, it's like five hours. We went and got lunch and everything. <laughs> All right. So, any comments before we get into the ghost? Um. So, just recap real quick. Moonville. Late 1800s, early 1900s. Town of, or village, town, whatever, of 115 or so. Yeah. Just oh, gone one day. That was the one story. But the actual story seems to be the gradual decline. 
families started moving away as the coal industry started going away. Okay. Uh, so it just, just the lack of income for these people. Uh, and then we've talked about, so coal went away and then Hawking started doing bricks, but that wasn't all the mines and, you know, that was really yeah. the uncommon thing. Uh, so Moonville basically ha- had the same fate as most Appalachia. Okay. Uh, most coal mining Appalachia, where it just, they just, you know, it dried up. Mm-hmm. It's like water, you want to think of it like that. The money dried up. I mean, you could sit and tough it out if you really wanted to, or you could move away, and most people moved away. And like mm-hmm. we said, the last family moved away in 1947. Okay, gotcha. So there was people up in, up in Moonville up until after World War Two. Okay. And uh, just for perspective on things. Right, yeah. So that's we talk about trying early, to get the full scope of it. Or what What did we say? 18, 19, or what was it, 1880s? Yeah, it was late 1800s. And then... Uh, no, 1850s. Oh, 50s, okay. Mid so, to late. Moonville was a town for 100 years almost. Okay. Uh, just shy, four years shy of 100 years. And on the bridge, this, like, the, the brickwork on the bridge itself does say Moonville across yeah, it's, it and it's, bridge. It's gorgeous. It's pretty awesome. Uh, the, the time spent on the construction, I mean, it, it's pretty. It you is. Know, I, I think, think back then they weren't as, like, pressed on time as we are now. Well, I... Because now they think, oh, the quicker I, we get this done, the more money we can make on a new job. I think they still were like that. I think though they did take more pride in the in the result. Yeah. I think they still were very money oriented for time, but I think they realized it was worth more to go slow and take your time. To make it look nice. Yeah. Like they just built nicer things. I mean look at everything from cars to buildings from then to now. You know, it's we've lost the sense of um, art aesthetic to it aesthetic is a good word i was yeah. going to say art but yeah aesthetic's probably a better way to describe it just the the taking pride in how something looks right the finished product looks just nice and now every bridge we build is just last 10 years and then falls apart it looks like someone took a dump on so it so we'd like to welcome you to our new art uh, uh architect podcast yeah <laughs> we talk about old buildings i I actually love that stuff, so... I, li- I like archi- I like <laughs> old architecture. Me too. All right. So, there are roughly kind of four main ghosts in Moonville, or main ghost categories. Um, they're broken in, what was it? The Brakeman, the Engineer, the Lavender Lady, and the Bully. The Bully. But there are some kind of intertwining, some kind of... Splitting on, uh, like, there may be two, like, there's a couple women ghosts and stuff like that. So we're just going to kind of go one by one, kind of the general stuff. Sound good? Yeah. So I'll read you a little blurb about each ghost, then we'll talk about it. All right. Perf. And, huh? Perf. Oh, perf. I thought you said barf. All right. So there are, you know, many stories and legends uh, revolving around the Moonville Tunnel, uh, specifically ghost legends. The first is the most popular in relation to the tunnel. On dark nights in the late 1800s, a drunken brakeman was walking through the tunnel on his way home after a night of playing cards. So there was, uh, to, I guess to kind of explain, there was homes in parts of the town on both sides of the tunnel. Okay. And people would walk over the tunnel and under the tunnel. 
uh, or through the tunnel, I guess, not under the tunnel, but, you know, in right, the tunnel. Right, right, in the tunnel, yeah. You know, if a train's coming through, there's not a lot of room in the tunnel. Um, even though the, tr- the tunnel is huge, trains are big. Right, yeah. Uh, some of the rail cars they used to have, compared to now, are just gigantic. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to say that before, so the story makes a little more sense. Uh, a train was approaching the tunnel, and the brakeman swung his lantern back and forth in a failed attempt to stop the oncoming locomotive. The brakeman was struck and killed by the train, which uh, decapitated him. Wonderful. His ghost is said to haunt the tunnel, frankly swinging his lantern back and forth for eternity. In fact, the roadway had a uh, installation of a signal at the Moonville in 1981 uh, because so many trains were going into emergency braking mode uh, when the engineer spotted the ghostly lantern waving frantically. Uh, Rail workers were informed not to pay attention to any lanterns or flashing lights and only use the designated signals when passing through the Moonville Tunnel. Um, so that's just kind of a thing. So there's a lot of documentation with this one. I think this is why this is probably like the favorite. Yeah. Is that people up until the 1980s would still see this swinging light. The tunnel's not an active train tunnel anymore. That's why setting stopped. Not because the ghost stopped. Yeah. Just because, and there were so many emergency break-ins that the train company is like, okay, they installed lights. And so these are the ones you listen to. You don't, if you see lights in the tunnel, you ignore them. That's a big move mm-hmm. to say ignore everything in the tunnel that you see. You know, that to me is it's crazy Seems that they wrong. had so many problems. I don't know if you know, emergency brakes on a train really hurt the freaking train. Right. So I get why they would like, okay, you can't, you can't keep doing this. This is, you know, everybody's stuck, emergency pulling this stupid thing right here. Yeah. I'm sure it's not good on the tracks either. Probably not. Uh, so I think that's just insane to me that the uh, there were so many occurrences of this apparition, and not many actually seeing the ghost, but the lantern, the the, the actual light itself, swinging back and forth, just the trying to signal. Yeah. yeah, what's your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, it's almost like a typical ghost story. Almost. There's a lot in the country. With this same thing involving a lantern in the train tracks. Right, yeah. And that could be its whole... You could do a whole podcast on that. Uh, we may do an episode on it later. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But there is... I don't know if it's one spirit everywhere. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, whatever. I don't know. But that is... It seems to be a more common A reoccurring train. phenomenon. Yes, a reoccurring phenomenon. That's perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. Anything that, else? No, I mean, just seems like that. I mean, it's interesting... I've, I'm not shocked. Like, if that if the story's true, seems like that sort of thing happens. And I don't know if the actual story itself is true. Yeah. I do know the lantern, the, the factual nature of the lantern is seen there. Yeah. And the railroad company did do stuff about it. That is real. Uh, I don't know if the decapitation of the brakeman is real or not. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, but I do know for a fact that the railroad had so many. That's documented. I mean, it, it happened. That they had so many complaints, they stopped. You know, they installed lights. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts, Em? Mm, no. <laughs> Good commentary. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, Jay so, pretty much says what I'm gonna say. So. <laughs> so the second ghost is kind of. 
the more popular ghost. Okay. It's not in that it's seen more often. This seems to be the ghost that everybody goes looking for specifically. Okay. Uh, a lot of the ghost hunters, the people that go out and stuff like that, this is the one they want an interaction with. So I'll just go into it. All right, let's hear it. Uh, the second legend involves a young lady who was going to visit her lover in Moonville in 1905. She was struck and killed by a train uh, as she was crossing the train trestle that spanned Raccoon Creek, so just in front of the tunnel. Um, her ghost is said to roam the old train trestle, uh, looking for her head, another decapitation. The trestle was removed in the 1990s. Uh, perhaps her ghost floated into the air where the trestle once stood, but when uh, but we have found no reports of this, so they haven't seen, this is from a ghost website, they haven't seen any reports. Uh, the new bridge crossing Raccoon Creek was constructed in October 2016, and we'll have to see if her ghost shows up there. Uh, as far as I know, she hasn't. Um, so I think this is kind of one that gets shoved. This may be several stories. It's turned into one. Yeah. Because uh, this is the Lavender Lady. Mm. And the Lavender Lady is often seen. So, local legend, when you go there, uh, she said to appear after you go through the tunnel and you walk back through. If you turn around after you get through the tunnel, you'll see her. And kid you not the first time we went through with our buddy jake it did look like there was somebody on the other side and it yeah. was at midnight yeah mm-hmm. and it could have been a person we we were left i was like yeah we're done with this yeah uh but there was other people out there that night and stuff like that I, but it was weird um so this is kind of the lavender lady myth uh but yeah i know when uh i went down there the one time i went there that was the story i heard yeah, that was that's that's the ghost I think everybody wants interaction with. Because yeah. a lot of times it's just I say interaction, but it's not really an experience with it's more of a uh stimulated response. Yeah. Uh and we might do a, a ghost taxonomy episode where we kinda explain the different levels of like ghosts and apparitions and spirits people see. But this one just seems to be you do this thing you trigger this response and that's the end of the experience right yeah there's nothing more there's nothing less it's not like a a lot of times it doesn't seem to be a consciousness to this entity like uh what i've talked about it. i don't know if i ever talked about the podcast a lot of ghosts seem like scars yeah uh and when we when i say this i mean scars on reality just replaying a moment yeah they replay the same moment Mm -hmm. there's nothing there mentally uh you get something, maybe a lot of times it's horrid things, war, uh, that's a big one. Civil War ghosts reenact the same battle for eternity because it, the Civil War was so horrible, not because it was a war, because who you were fighting yeah. was often sometimes brothers, most of the time cousins. You know, it's just crazy to think about. It was a, you know, it was more than. It, the Civil War was more than a war. Right. It was, You're literally fighting your neighbors. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the Lavender Lady. Any more to add? That's a fun story. I, um, when we did it, like, our little experience, should we talk about that yet? Or? No, wait till the end, I guess, fully. Okay, okay. That was just my first one. The first time I ever went, we did the, we did the right way. Yeah. And we did, I get... I don't think it was... I don't know if it was a person or not, but it wasn't... I wasn't walking over there to 
Yeah, you seen something. Well, I know when we did it, Jake was like acting weird afterwards. Yeah, but he's a weird guy. He's a fun guy. I hope he listens to this. (laughs) Jake, I call him Big Man. Yeah. I call him Jeff. (laughs) That's a whole tangent. (laughs) Real quick. His name is Jake. Emily read his name as Jeff the first day of college. And then proceeded to use it forever. Yeah, just Jeff. Well, I, I call him Big Man because he, he's a big man. Yeah. I'm sure he said his name was Jeff when he introduced himself to me. So I was like, oh, okay. I was like, Justin, this is Jeff. And he's like, it's Jake. Right? Yeah. Like, what do you stuck. mean? But he only answers to Jeff when huh. I call him Jeff. All right, moving on. He's a fun guy. He's not a mushroom. Oh, darn it. I knew where you were going. Yeah, I was going to say it. Um, the oldest legend, uh, that's claimed to exist is the conductor. Uh, and the conductor was having an affair with an engineer's wife. Uh, Ooh. this enraged the engineer, as most, you know, probably would anybody. Yeah. Uh, so as they were passing through Moonville, he stopped the train and asked the conductor to check the brakes line underneath the train. When the conductor crawled under the rail car, the engineer kicked the throttle, causing the train to launch forward. The conductor was killed instantly. Another version of the story states that the conductor accidentally fell off the train. Uh, in either case, the conductor's ghost was sighted, has been sighted there since 1890. Uh, so this is like... Big air quote. What? Accidentally. Yeah, well, that's what it said. Fell you know, off the train. Well, he was either pushed or he, you know, or he was told to go under or he fell off. Right, yeah. Uh... Yeah, I'm sure accidentally. Right at Moon, the Moonville, you know, right there. Just definitely coincidence accident. But as we were doing research for other episodes, we have found out that trestles and tunnels for trains kill a lot of people. That is true, which is... It's because we're dumb animals. Well, yeah, that's true too, 100%. Uh, that's, I mean, ghost or no ghost, spirit, demon, whatever, no demon... People are dumb sometimes. Mm-hmm. Humans are the smartest thing to ever exist, and then we're also the dumbest. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyways, thoughts on the conductor. Well, it's a fun little uh, affair story. Yeah, and a I lovers could, quarrel. I couldn't find like what specifically ghost is him. Like, what what do you see? Like, oh, that gotcha, kind yeah. of thing. Like the other two, we had like what you see. Yeah. Is there, yeah, I was just thinking about that. What do you see, like a, a headless, uh, I don't know, guy trying to get revenge or something? Like ghosts wandering the tracks? Or is it just a story that goes around? I don't know. Oh, well. See, I think this may be the same thing as the, uh, oh, what was the guy with the light? The oh, thing. yeah, the, with the lantern? Yeah. The Brakeman. Yeah. See, this sounds like uh, another offshoot of the Brakeman story. Yeah, like just a different version of it. And, you know, a lot of us were talking about from late 18s, early 19s, so over... 100, 100 plus, yeah. 150 years ago. So, stories can get melded and split. And right, yeah. Yeah. I think they're probably the same thing. Originally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's been several other deaths in Moonville or near Moonville over the years. Uh Next one is kind of a short one. It's the bully. This ghost is known as the bully. Uh, one man who was involved in a fight at the local saloon was attacked on his way home along the tracks. He was left to die on the tracks near the Moonville Tunnel. 
His body wasn't found until the next morning where it had been ran over several times by several different trains. Uh, so basically, the story of this guy, he was a horrible drunk, picked fights constantly every night, uh, would play poker. Basically, he'd sit at the saloon, he'd play poker until he got too drunk, and then he'd fight, and then he'd walk home. Yeah. Um, and he was actually thrown off the top of the tunnel. Uh, so there's kind of a mixed story whether he was... Is that what killed him? Yeah. I was going to say, that's a far that's, drop. That's a 60 or 70 foot drop. Yeah, yeah. On the rock, in the train track. Uh, and if it didn't, he got run over by a train like six times. Right, yeah. So Just to rub it in. But, uh, he was not well liked. His death was not looked into. Hmm. Uh, it, you know, that's pretty easy to tell when somebody's not liked, because the cops, like, or the sheriff at the time was like... He fell. Yeah, accident. There's a spear in his head or a, a pickaxe in the side of his head. He must have fell on it. He tripped. Yeah. yeah. sad. <laughs> I don't gotta get a call every freaking night to go down to the, the freaking bar and run him out. Uh, but yeah, he was not a nice man. Uh, you know, just constantly picking fights with people that weren't, weren't looking for a fight. Uh, he was attacked on top of the train track. There's kind of an argument whether he was attacked on top of the train tracks and then pushed off. Or if he was attacked, killed... On the lower end of the train tracks, taken to the top, and then and thrown, thrown off. Thrown off to make it look like, yeah. And I don't even think it was for to make it look like anything. I really think the people, the hate of this man so oh, much. Oh, just, just they just wanted, to, they, they wanted to throw him off the friggin'. Yeah. But yeah. Man. And and then the train, you run in a train and you run over a body, it must not make very much noise or feel like anything i mean i can't imagine it would at least the first time i don't imagine the second time making anything because it's already splashed yeah exactly but uh i don't know i don't think any bones or anything is going to stop it however much a train weighs i don't even think you'll be able to hear it no probably There's not so much noise that goes on yeah oh yeah yeah that's good they're good points i just to me it's just weird that he's been like ran over like one of the things i read said six times yeah which I could, I mean, I could see it. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, you can even call it ran over six times. After the first time, you're, there's not much of you left on the tracks. It's no. all putty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything on the rail is gone. Yeah. Or squished to nothing. Uh, I got one more for you. I think I got one more. Maybe I have two. Uh, another man named Charles Ferguson was waiting on the train. Oh, I got two more for you. Sorry. Another man named Charles Ferguson was waiting on the train to pass before he crossed the tracks. Once the train passed, Ferguson started to cross the tracks, and he was struck and killed by a second half of the train that somehow became uncoupled. So this man freaking waited for the train to pass, stepped out the second half of the train that wasn't attached to the first half anymore, came flying around the corner and murdered this guy. How's that possible? They, I, I, I don't know. I'm not a, a train engineer. Has ever... I mean, I can't... How did it come on... I don't know, either. I don't know. Unless there's a faulty pin. Still, uh, yeah. I don't think it's a pin thing. It's like a, well, it's like a crab then, claw. Well, I think they used to do, like, a pin. Maybe they did. I don't... Maybe do you it, not remember the Polar Express? Okay, sorry. I didn't know the Polar Express was a 100% factual documentary on train operations. It is, actually. Because that guy Tokyo drifted a train across the frozen lake. You've never seen that before? I guess, I'm sorry. I think there was a documentary on, like, I don't know. I watch a lot of documentaries, I'll tell you that. You've never seen the, the Tokyo Drift train I've never seen episode? that train conducting school. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of a wild one. Yeah, that one is. Uh, the last death I have for you is in 1986, so a really late one. 
Uh, or this is right before the train tracks were decommissioned. Oh, okay. Uh, a 10-year-old girl was struck by the CSX train on the trestle to cross Ratkin Creek, and that's all I have for Oh, it. wow. Uh, and, yeah, I never heard any stories of a little girl, like, being seen ghost or nothing. Yeah. So this is way after Moonville wasn't a thing anymore. Right, yeah, that's in the 80s. That's kind of nuts. Late 80s. I uh, mean, yeah. 1986. When were you born? 90. Yeah. Not to, not to you know, tell my age here. But it's just, it's crazy to think about. We're all in the 90s, it's okay. Okay. You're barely in the 90s, let's calm down here. I am in the 90s. Still made it. By two years. Yeah. But that's, that's what I got for you. So what do you think of those last couple of ghosts? We kind of, I kind of put them together. There's not much on them. They're just uh, kind of things that are. I mean, that last one I'm sure is a documented true story, right? Yeah, they, I think, I think all the last three I had were all. All yeah, all of the last three, including the bully, yeah, the guy with, they have documentation with them. Huh. These are deaths that happened. Right, yeah. See, these ones are the old ones. They used to have pins. All right, good. Interesting. Yeah, we I need, know what I'm talking about. We need to put this up on the Facebook page. So. And there you go. You're and just causing I'm, more work I'm for yourself. I'm waiting for the comment of, yeah, and a well, what is it? A dead clock is only right. Twice is right twice a day. Even a dead clock's right twice a day. A broke clock. Broken clock. You can't even get the saying right. I was we're in the area. I can't have you two on the same episode anymore. Why? It's just too much. When I have an aneurysm. About the ghost. They died and it's unfortunate. Okay, I'm looking for a little more. Well, I mean, the the freaking one with the the second half the train decoupling is crazy to me. That one is for sure, yeah. He's like he waited. Yeah, he's trying to be careful. And I, I get probably well, you couldn't hear it because the other train's still right there. Yeah. So I'm sure you can't really tell the noise. Yeah. And there's no lights on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because there's no there's no engine. Exactly. He's just a. Uh... And then you walk out and get smoked by a train. <laughs> yeah. You probably didn't even know he got smoked by the train. Yeah. Probably. It probably went by so fast. Being not connected? That's craziness. Yeah. That's wild. What are the odds? And what about the bully? We kind of didn't. I mean, sounds like he got what was coming to him. Yeah, that's very much one of those stories. I think it's so funny how, like, his death was not looked into. Uh, Which is sad. Not funny, but... No, it is now, uh, I mean... uh, Funny in a way that it's just, like... You caused so much grief mm-hmm. for everybody else you lived around. To not even care. That when somebody beat you to death and threw you off the train tracks, and you got run over by a train, like... No one cared. I must have tripped. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of sad that... Accidental. Yeah. It, definitely not an accident, if that were the case, if it was true. But it's it's sad that that happened, but... What's his, does his ghost do anything now? Like, is there any sightings of it, or is it just the story of... I think it's just the story, because there's, like, as far as ghost sightings go, mm-hmm. the only two when I did the research, or when we did research, and I looked in a little bit after, I mean, Jay sat down, uh, the only really two ghosts that are seen that you can identify are the... the Lavender. The Brakeman and the, and the, and the yeah. Lavender Lady. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because as far as I know, it's the only adult woman ghost. Yep. And she's often seen to be an adult woman. And they call her Lavender Lady because she's kind of, a lot of times, a lavender color. Mm, okay. A pale, see-through-y. Yeah. Light purple. Light purple hue. And then the Brakeman, the swinging of the light. I don't think he's actually ever seen. Just the light. Just the light swing. 
So I think any other ghosted scene or any other apparition kind of gets mm-hmm. thrown into whatever pot you want it to be thrown into. Which I know the townies used to talk a lot about, like, kids that would be running around, too. Yeah. Or you yeah. could hear, like, kids laughing and running around. Yeah. Oh, and, oh yeah, I did, yeah, the townies would talk about, like, the laughter. I know what um, when we were there... Didn't we have any, something on top of the bridge, or on top of the tunnel? Didn't we thought we had... Oh, wait. Okay, let's take a break. Or let's take a pause before you get into that stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, there was something up there. Okay. It was white. Do you, know, do you remember that? I don't remember what it was, but... I remember... But, uh, uh, okay. We're saving that for the end. Okay, gotcha. Wait, we're not at the end? No. Okay. Emily's ready to check out. Jeez. I'm not ready to check out. I just, with the way so, that you know, yeah. We're done with the ghost part yeah. of it for now. Okay. Uh, my last little blurb is the media about Moonville. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the cool thing. Moonville has a lot of stuff in the media. And we. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a little list. Uh, the Moonville legend has inspired everything from bluegrass songs to orchestra. Orcus- Orchestras? Orchestral pieces. Orchestral pieces. There you go. Oh, cre- yeah, that would. The fictional horror stories. In 1998, America's most entertaining bluegrass band, the Rarely Heard. Yeah, Rarely Heard. Rarely Heard, yet yeah, America's most entertaining bluegrass. Well, it's heard as in like a herd of cattle. Oh, yeah. yeah that's what they meant. That's how it's spelled. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's their name, Rarely Heard. Okay, <laughs> never mind. No, oh, my gosh. Funny. I can't read either. Remember when I first read it, it was Riley, like uh, like a Rye. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, wrote a song called The Moonville Breakman, specifically about the Moonville Breakman ghost. Hmm. Uh, the same year, Scott Michael composed an orche- orchestral piece entitled The Ghost of Moonville Tunnel. Uh, let's see what else. It has been linked in The Sorcerer's Apprentice and Bald Mountain, which are both, I believe, books and movies. I... I haven't seen either of the movies. Same. So Sorcerer's Apprentice is good. It's the one that has Nick Cage in it. Ah. Nick Cage is the same person in every movie. His face doesn't show a lot of emotion. You know, except Raising Arizona. That one, he's a different... I'll give it a try, because everybody loves Nicolas Cage, and I'm not saying I don't like Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I just think he's very limited in the range of motion he expresses. Watch Raising Arizona, which you're right, but he plays a character. It's... Different than normal. Okay, I'll, I I would like to watch it because I don't know. I just feel like he's the same. Yeah. Kind of like was it Kirsten Stewart? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Stewart? Anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Twilight. Very off topic. Yeah. <laughs> um. You can listen to both songs. Uh, I think they're both found on. Uh, I think they're both on Spotify. Um. In a early two thousand and nineteen fictional book entitled. The Incident at Moonville, The Conductor's Revenge, was released by William N. Cauley. Uh, and that's, I think, a book about the the, the cheating. Oh, okay. Uh, the fictional horror story was based on the historical adventures of Leanna Moonville. I'm skipping around. Oh, and 2013, the Moonville Tunnel was featured on an episode of Sci-Fi's Haunted Highway. Uh... But yeah, I didn't realize it was in so much uh, stuff like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an Ohio gem. Yeah. Uh, the state takes, uh, uh, yeah, the state takes very good care of it. 
Uh, they were, you were routinely cleaning it, maintaining trails, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And in October, they always do like a Halloween. Yeah, we can't afford tickets to that. I know, but in October, they do like a Halloween. They do a mid the midnight Halloween event at Moonville. It's for a dinner and a wine tasting, and it's stupid expensive. It's probably like one of them like murder mystery dinner things. No, it's Have just... you ever done one of those? Have not. Oh. Have you? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's kind of like a live action clue. Clue? Yeah. That's mm. what it seemed like. But it's like a dinner and then interactive. It's it's nice. I did one, but it was really fun. Mm. All right, now we're to the part where we'll share our own experience stories. Okay. So like I said, me and Emily gone a lot. Like, we seen something in the tunnel the one time. Uh, couldn't tell you if it was a ghost or not. Mm. Uh, but just overall, you go at night. Depending on which way you're going through the tunnel, the tunnel was blacker than black. It's oh, yeah. a long tunnel. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the middle of it, it's your pitch black in there. Uh, the vibe during the day and the vibe during the night are completely different. It's like night and day. Ah, uh, yeah. Ah, but I'm... Literally. Okay, you're banned from two podcasts. <laughs> you can't do that to me. I can do whatever I want. I'm the only one who knows how to set this stuff up. You're the it only one. It look that hard. Trust... Yeah, the look he just gave her. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Anyways, what was I saying? Oh, uh, yeah, that's the only experience I had in those trips. Then me, Nick, and Jay went uh, last November. Yeah. It was November. It was pretty warm November, too. Yeah, it was early November, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it was still super nice out. But yeah, so what you go ahead. Um, I remember we did. I don't see. I don't remember what it was. I remember looking up on top of the tunnel when we saw like was it a pair of eyes? Was something up there? It. I thought it was a like. I thought we thought we seen a person. I thought yeah. I thought it was weird because it was. It was right in the crest of the hill. And it was right at the time when it was like just about to be dark, and it was just. And there is a walking trail up there. Yeah. And it's not a state walking trail, but enough people walk up there. It's kind of formed. Yeah. A little trail. So it could have just been a person kind of like hiding from us. But if you're walking on the trail, you can be you should be easily seen. Yeah. So they're walking on the other side of the crest of the hill. Which it didn't give me like a weird feeling or vibe or anything. No, we it just thought, was odd. It was odd, yeah. Not weird, odd, because I guess weird implies the other unknown. feeling, the other feelings. Right. Yeah, and like that unknown mm-hmm. feeling. But um, I would I my observations that I can remember when we went there. Is you know, I remember walking through the tunnel and it was it was very black and very dark, but once you got to the other side, when we were there during the day, it was eerily quiet on the other side. Mm-hmm. You couldn't hear birds chirping, bugs, you know, crickets chirping, nothing. You didn't hear animals walking around. It was just dead silence when you got to the other side. When you came back through, then you heard the river and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you got on the other side, yeah, it was nothing, and that stood out to me like it was. I think just it, weird, odd. A comment to that. I think it's funny how many people go to Moodville and they don't ever go through the tunnel. Yeah, they just Stay look at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we walked all the way through the other side. I would have liked to just kept going, but just to see what was back there. But we didn't have enough time in the day. Yeah, we were kind of pushing it to. We we were going for Bigfoot. Right. Yeah. We had Bigfoot on the menu. That's true. Because we did do a Bigfoot sit in the woods that night. Peanut butter and apples. Yep. And infrared or uh, night or not night vision, uh, thermal camera. Thermal camera, yeah. We did we did have the thermal camera through Moonville and didn't pick up anything anomalous. 
We did or didn't? We did. We took it. Yeah, didn't you see like a, it was showing like weird, uh, it was focusing on weird spots. And it was, yeah, but I, I don't know. But who knows, I don't know how. It, it does that in the woods too. Oh, okay, well never mind then, throws that one out. But it was really, I got a good picture of you guys on it, you and Jay, or you and Nick standing yeah. in the tunnel with the, the, the pitch black cold. Yeah. And how cold it was, even during the day. Yeah. It's so cold in that tunnel. And, and I've been in the summer, and it's still... I mean, it's mostly underground and stuff. It's still so so cold. Yeah, which is nice. <laughs> I took pull our pictures with our disposable camera too. So I haven't gotten developed. So there could be ghosts. There could be the lavender aliens, lady on there. Illuminati. Or that too. Aliens. As far as I know, there's only just been ghosts. It's a sorry. Is there any uh cryptid uh Bigfoot? Bigfoot's been Zaleski. Forest has a lot of Bigfoot stuff, which is the forest that Moonville's in. I gotcha, okay. Moonville itself, as far as I know, has, in particular, had no cryptid uh, stuff of mention. So, so I mean, what if it's like, you know, the quantum theory thing, right? Quantum Bigfoot? Yeah. What if he has this little portal that goes to Moonville? Oh. Could be. And that's... That may be in a whole nother episode topic is mm. portal kind of stuff when we talk about that, what we mean. Uh, wormhole, portal, stuff yeah. like that. You know, gateways, doors. To dimensions and mm -hmm. realms. and Interesting. What if Bigfoot was there and massacred that whole town and they're like, get covered up, uh, nope. Or what if they went with him through the portal? And they're living in a Bigfoot... Uh, and they're living in a different like realm. ethereal society and yeah, where they're coexisting in harmony with nature and other bigfoot, other bigfoots in the universe. Yeah, because you know who you're bigfoots, gonna, you know who you're gonna be... take through the portal to coexist with nature is is coal miners. Well, yeah, and and well, anyone the you don't wives want and their children. Anyone you don't want, you just off with their head. You know, throw them in front of a train or just brutally murder them. All right, so I think it's time for end thoughts on Moonville. Oh. Before we keep going down whatever rabbit hole this thing is. Because we'll feed off each other. Yeah, you guys got like one brain cell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, You haven't even read Quantum Bigfoot and you keep using it. <laughs> we sat on that talk. Oh, we did sit on the talk. You are right. I am right. Mm. There's your second. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I think uh, the story about Moonville is cool. Being there, it's it's crazy how a town can just be there and then be gone, mm -hmm. but leave but like some cool stuff behind. That's common Appalachia. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's other towns within ten miles of that that are the same thing and just gone. Mm -hmm. That we found remnants of, like house bases and stuff like that. And it's crazy how how uh, just like with the tunnel, how. I want to say, like, architecturally, it, that's probably not a word, or structurally advanced, we can build some of these structures mm -hmm. that just don't see us making stuff like that anymore, like, built to last, you know? Yeah, th Every there's definitely a steep de decline in craftsmanship of work, mm -hmm. and this in is my an opinion. And this is an example, and, um, you know... I'm glad they... I'm glad... I think the ghost stuff is what's preserved it. Oh, for sure, yeah. And whether the ghost stuff's real or not, you know, it's just nice to at least it's have there a to, piece. Yeah. 
at least at least the bridges or the tunnels still there to be because who knows you know in 10 years it might be gone it could be i mean there it had an active train in it right yeah exactly 27 years ago yeah so no it's a it's a cool spot i'm glad i got to see it wouldn't my i mean i'm sure one day i'll be back there again but probably soon very glad that i was able to experience it. it's cool cool thing i think probably when we go down for the hockey that was one I do it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to go see it again and take more pictures. Because I feel like the last time we went, we didn't really take pictures. It was pitch black last time me and you went. Okay, well, we still could have attempted to take pictures, but... Here's black. And here's some more black. <laughs> That's what the here's flash is Here's standing for. in the tunnel. It's black, black inside tunnel. and yeah. black outside. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. But I think it's nice to see it. Mm-hmm. Both at night and during the day. And then I still want to... At some point, even if it's later down the road, try to do their Halloween thing just to see what that's all about. That would be interesting. I just wish I didn't have to pay the I know. entry fee. Maybe we can just go and camp there one time inside the tunnel overnight. Just maybe. Camp in the tunnel? Yeah. No, thank you. I'll oh. sleep in the car. Oh, man. But we, the, we went the night before Halloween, and there was all these lights and everything set up everywhere, and... We were walking around, and some guy walks out of the woods, and he's like, what are you guys doing? We're like, we're just going to see the tunnel? He's like, okay, well, there's a event here. He's security. Yeah, okay. I think he was taking a pee or something. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, that's fine, but they're having an event here tomorrow, so just don't mess with any of the decorations or anything. Pretty, like, he was nice. He was super nice about yeah. everything. Uh, we're like, oh, okay, and... He didn't follow us or nothing, but, you know, we... He literally, didn't... like, just came out of the woods. Yeah, I think... Is... He, I really think he was peeing, and... And heard us and yeah. Had to yeah. Like crap. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? The one time I, to, I he's like the one time I have to pee for three hours. One time I do. Here comes these people. Oh, and then there is I guess one thing we kind of left out. I was about to end the episode, then I remembered something else. Is the lovers locks on the bridge? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's just I don't know. There's some story about some old Moonville lover. I couldn't find nothing about it. Mm. I don't think it's real. I think somebody made the story, and then it turned into something real. Right, yeah. Uh, well, I think in France, I believe, there's yeah, a bridge. Yeah, there's a couple of them around the world. And they change them frequently because it gets too heavy, all the yeah, weights right, and yeah. locks. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's some old ones on Moonville. Like, not old, not old, old, but, you know, 90s. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. You know, it's, I don't know if you, if, if you at home, you don't know what a lover's lock thing is. You write you and your lover's name on it and lock it on a bridge. Mm-hmm. But that's just on the bridge to get to Moonville is like that. I guess my ending thoughts is it's a cool stop. You know, if you're in Hawking or Zaleski camping and something, mm-hmm. you don't like ghost stuff going during the day. It's it's a cool thing to you know experience and just see a piece of history like that. Zaleski also has the giant uh, brick furnaces and stuff like that from the same time frame. Allegedly. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So it's just neat to see that that part of our history, especially in Appalachia, you know, oh, yeah. uh, a form of life that's just not in existence anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like ghost stuff, it's easy to go to. It's you know, it's easy access. I just ask you be respectful. It is state ground. Uh, they do take very good care of it, and they have a nice parking lot for us to use. They keep it open so you can get to it twenty four seven. They expect you to go out and do ghost stuff. You know, that's encouraged. Just, you know, be respectful. This is one of the few things that the state or government or anything 
has purposely left for that kind of interaction. Yeah. And it's nice. Yeah. And so don't take advantage of it, you know. I don't I don't know what to say about graffiti. I know it's some people's art, but you know to me it's it is what it is. It's a historic site and it yeah. should be preserved. As long as we can, yeah. Yeah. Uh but that's my two cents about it. Uh I do think there is something paranormal there, whatever it is, I don't know. Whether it's just energy or we kinda of talk about like scarring, whether it's just the feel of that. Mm-hmm. All right. So that has been Moonville, the Moonville Tunnel. Uh, we'll title this uh, Moonville Mayhem Gateway to Hell or something like that. Something crazy because we're wild like that. Uh, whose turn is it? I think it's Jay's turn. I think it's your turn, actually. I think it's all of our turns. I did the last one, so... No, you did the one before that. Oh, yeah, because we didn't sit in the room. Mm-hmm. That's true. Oh, that one's not out yet. True. I think I, I, did, your... I, think I... I did the sound for that one. Fine, it's my turn. Giuseppe. No, just do the train. Do your best train. (laughs) That's what we're. I thought we were doing cryptids. All right. Uh, this is our first. I don't know. Jay started peat boxing there for a second. I thought he was gonna turn his hat all the way around. Uh no. Yeah, turn my head around. Your hat. Oh my hat. Yeah. It's a beanie. How are you going to turn a beanie around? It looks I don't the know. same. You turn it inside out, actually. Oh, gosh. Looks no different. Like Flavor Flav up in here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have been Justin. I've been Jay. I've been Emily. And we'll catch you next time. Remember, stay magical. Bye. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.